Next on BYU Sports Nation, two regular season games left for the Cougars. What do you want to see from BYU? John Beck weighs in. It's game day for a trio of women's teams on campus. Alexa Gray joins us live in studio. She's playing so well right now, she may give us the karma. Plus, Michelle Murphy-Vasconcelos of the women's soccer team live from Palo Alto in the NCAA tournament. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. What is good? BYU Sports Nation is live, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Thursday, November 19th. Jerem Jordan alongside lightsaber owner, Jason Shepard. That didn't sound anything like a lightsaber. (laughs) A little more buzz, right? We are under a month away from The Force Awakens. See, I still don't have my tickets. You don't have tickets. Why not? Well, I'm going to get the tickets. I just had... You What's had the them the up? night before. Yes. You were I, one of the ones that luckily did not. You got your tickets before everything crashed. Well, no, everything was crashing with the desired uh, ticket provider, Megaplex. You know, I wanted to go see it at Megaplex. Mm-hmm. I'm going to Cinemark now. They got my business because their site worked. <laughs> I'm just what's holding go- you? What's keeping you from? I, it, honestly, it's just laziness. I haven't done it yet. <laughs> I, I will go and get it. I will walk into the the Megaplex and I will get my tickets. Oh, physically, you'll go I will get physically it. go get them. You just can't go see it that night. Is that okay? Yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Mm, I'm, I I'm gonna let it. I'm gonna I'm let it at simmer. 40 a.m. I'm asking for the next day off from BYU Sports. Wow. Day. So I need to prepare for that day then, probably. Yeah, Ben Bagley, <laughs> you go ahead and just pencil Jason in for December 19th. <laughs> Do it. We are under a month away. I can't believe it. Is there hey a guys, response? Guys, can we have a Twitter question real quick? Yeah. Who's the bigger nerd, Jason or Jerem? I think I'm clearly the bigger nerd because the things I like are nerdier. Like I like Lord of the Rings, right? You like superhero stuff. I know yeah. Superman's huge. Superhero Hype is a big uh, website of mine. Super, uh, superhero Hype, is that's not as nerdy as like Lord of the Rings, wizards and dwarves and elves. I just <laughs> bought Hobbit 3, extended, you know, like that's Who's nerdier. the director's I, cut? No. No, just they don't make a direct. Well, yes, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, people are clicking away. We better hurry and get to BYU Sports. Here today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Uh, the Hobbit 3 extended is out. Also, women's soccer game day. 13th ranked BYU plays at third ranked Stanford tonight, 10 Eastern time on GoStanford.com. We'll talk to Michelle Murphy Vasconcellos in about half an hour. Big, big game. A, a revenge game, maybe? Mm-hmm. Mm, we will ask. Uh, also, it's game day for women's volleyball. The Cougars host Santa Clara tonight, a team that beat the Cougars uh, about a month ago. That game will be tonight at 9 Eastern, live on BYU TV. I should mention the soccer games on BYU Radio as well. Women's basketball plays tonight at 17th-ranked Oklahoma. Listen to it on BYU Radio at 7 Eastern time. So soccer, uh, sorry, basketball first, 7 Eastern, 10 Eastern uh, women's soccer, uh, and, of course, 9 Eastern on BYU TV, Santa Clara. So lots going on. Have you ever been, by the way, to, uh, to Norman, Oklahoma? Uh, yes, I have. It's actually a very nice place. Yeah. Oklahoma is a very nice place. Yeah. Used to drive through there all the time, uh, going to visit uh, family in Texas. Mm. But always stop at uh, Whitewater in Oklahoma City. I good. have not been to Whitewater. Good but stuff. I've went to Norman. Also, football announced this list of seniors who will be honored on Saturday. The list is 18 athletes long, and it does include Taysom Hill. Dun, dun, dun. If he comes back, they do it again next year. That's There's nothing kinda, wrong with giving two senior blankets. Yes, yeah, that's the plan. Yeah. 
And who who needs just one blanket? You want two blankets. With well, that if, in they're, mind, if they're as small as everybody talks about, you would need two to cover yourself. It's true. It's true. We need one of those blankets for uh, this set. With that in mind, speaking of football, rise and shout. It's time for what's trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. BYU football is 7-3 and three after 10 games. 10 down, 2 to go. Two regular season games left. Fresno State live on BYU TV this weekend, this Saturday, Senior Day, and at Utah State next week. It should be noted, 1 p.m. Mountain Kick, 1.30 p.m. Mountain Kick for those two. They're they are... not in the afternoon anymore, guy. Guy is so happy. BYU fresh off of a four-point loss at Missouri, hoping to finish strong, which brings us to today's Twitter question. What do you want to see out of BYU football in the final two games? Two games remaining what do you want to see? The first tweet coming from a Cougar underscore Nate. W's, of course, but improved third down conversions on offense and third down stops on defense. I have a feeling that's a very Missouri game based. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so use hashtag BYUSN. Weigh in on that. Of course, you want to see wins. No, Doug. Give us more info than that. Okay, let's, let's talk about this. To me, leave no doubt. Isn't that what Baylor said? Unfortunately, they lost to Oklahoma for their sake. But leave no doubt. I want BYU to win big. I'm, I'm tired of the fourth quarter close games. There shouldn't be a close game with Fresno State. And then BYU should beat Utah State, even though they're 4-0 uh, at Romney. Uh, sta- excuse me, at Maverick yes. Stadium. Yeah, they got a sponsor. Leave no doubt. BYU needs to win big. And big picture... How are, how are you going to separate yourself from the last three years that were eight-win teams? I don't think BYU finishes with eight wins this year. They'll beat Fresno State, but there's a chance. They've got to do something different to separate themselves. Big picture. For me, and I agree with you 100%, I mean, you don't want to leave any doubt, and you want to be going into your bowl game on a high note, and you've got two games to do that. Honestly, Saturday should... Be a blowout. It should be. Now, we said the same thing with San Jose State, and I understand every game has its own set of circumstances. This one's at home. This one's it at home. Be different. It's senior day. BYU should win this game going away. They're clearly the better team. It's what they do on BYU TV. They always win going away. That's, that's right. That's right. So we're helping out a little bit. And then the Utah State game, I agree with you 100%. I understand the Utah State. I mean, it's an in-state game. It's, it's a rivalry game. And they're coming off a win over BYU last year. So you know they're feeling good. But they're not playing great right now. BYU goes into that game as the better team. They'll go in favored in that game. There's no reason to not end the season, the regular season, with two wins. Confidence-wise, that's huge. For you to be able to have nine wins going into your bowl game with an opportunity to have ten wins on the season, that's that one of those benchmarks that Bronco talks about all the time. It's crucial for this team to win these last two games. I'm still debating whether this team is the best of the last of independence. I mean, that's, that's a uh, topic for another day. But 2013, that schedule ends up being tougher than what this turned out to be. So BYU needs to get more wins than the last couple. So 9 or 10. The chance for 10 is still there. And so Fresno State and Utah State are left. So that's big picture. Let's talk specifically. I specifically want to see Tanner Mangum reach 3,000 yards, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU hasn't had a 3,000-yard passer since Max Hall in 2009. It's been that long. The the two quarterbacks, when you have two, you have none, did not work out, obviously, with Jake Keeps and Riley Nelson. Taysom Hill's not thrown for 3,000 a season, although he was about 62 yards away, I believe, in 2013. Tanner Mangum's at 24, 42. He doesn't need, he, he's going to reach 3,000. 
the season. I would love for it to be in the final two games and not in the bowl game. That would be awesome because BYU, the minimum threshold for the passer at BYU is 3,000 yards. Did you mention Christian Stewart? Because Christian Stewart we were looking at these 20, stats last 400, year. 400, 2,600? And, and, and he didn't even in get into the game. Starts. Yeah, I mean, it was insane what Christian Stewart did last year through the air. And, yeah, I mean, you're, you're right. I mean, Tanner is going to get 3,000 yards. And we're going to talk with— I want to see it in, in uh, Logan. You have, have, him, have him get hit that mark in Logan. He yeah. should absolutely. And we're gonna have John Beck on on the program coming up in in a in a little bit. And I I don't think that it's something that's crazy to expect these kind of numbers from Tanner every year. He's at BYU. That's how good he is. Could he be a twelve thousand yard passer? I think he absolutely could. Now it depends on Taysom Hill. What's the decision there? Does Taysom Hill come back? Is he the starter? Is he the quarterback? That all weighs into this. I D- think does T- Tanner stay for all four years? Yeah, and that yep, that's weighs out as well. Uh, at least ten thousand yards passing from Tanner Mangum. You'd think if he stays healthy, he's going to be one of the best quarterbacks statistically that BYU's ever had. And we're seeing that obviously with him as the quarterback, the offense. Scheme-wise, is is going more back to the traditional passing quarterback that we've seen. You know, obviously they're rolling him out quite a bit, but it, this this is what BYU quarterbacks do in this type of system. When you have the skill set that Tanner does, you put up these kind of numbers. And the last time that BYU had that consistently was Max Hall, as you mentioned. Okay, so what's your specific thing you want to see in the next two games? I, I'm looking at the running backs. I, I want to see more production out of the running game. These last two games, the last two, San Jose State and Missouri, what, 82 total yards on the ground. And that's really bad. That, that's not good at all. And I understand the Missouri game that you're a very good defense, but and, and you only ran it 15 times. Yeah, it, you, they kind of went away from it. And not only do you want to see the yards, but that's also something that can help extend the drives, you know, and, and keep that clock moving. I mean, if you're throwing constantly, if it's an incomplete pass, the clock stops, and so that affected BYU in the game. It absolutely like, did, and so I I think that getting Missouri. the running game back on track is a key. Plus, it's going to open so much more up for Tanner anyway. Whether it's play action, things like that, keep the defense honest. And you look at the guys that are there. Whether it's Algie Brown, Adam Hine's back, Riley Burt, Francis Bernard, there is enough talent there that you should be able to get production out of the running game. So I want to see that out of these last two. Not to get ahead of ourselves, next year, Jamal Williams, Squally Canada. Cannot wait for Squally, by the company. way. company. All those guys you listed, minus Adam Hine, uh, are back for BYU as well. And so that's at, at how much you use the run game next year. And you bring back all the starting offensive line except for Riker Matthews. So there's a lot going right uh, for BYU offensively uh, at the end of this season and next season. On a side note, by the way, uh, at our Greenhaw has a great suggestion for what he wants to see in the final two. <laughs> was waiting for this one. A Devon Blackman TD. <laughs> that is what I want to see most besides wins. Now, Devon Blackman has the third most, tied for second now, catches without a touchdown catch in BYU history. Number one is Nate Mickle. We've mentioned this before with 57 catches, career, no touchdown catches. Robert Parker, dude in the 80s, and Devon Blackman have 50 catches. Tied for second most. He has to have a catch. And a uh, touchdown catch. And yesterday, Tanner Mangum and Taron Houck both said they expect him to do some kind of dance and or have a penalty if he scores a touchdown. I think that would be okay. 
Is it you, okay that Devon Blackman has a penalty if he scores a touchdown? I think it's fine. Yeah, I mean, as long as it's not going to cost BYU anything. You know, like it's in the, Against Fresno State? No. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, you know, I want to cover all my bases when I say that. But, yeah, you've got if, – if you're Robert and I – if I'm Bronco, here's what I'm saying. Robert? Bob? Brother and I. Dr. Bob. I need you to make sure we get a touchdown for Devon Blackman. He's done too much. He's been he, – he's had, he's had a couple taken away, and we've got to get him in the end get zone. Get Tupac a touchdown. Get Tupac a touchdown. That's what we need against Fresno State. I'm only watching for one thing now. It's that. It changed. You know Remington it's, Peck's going to get one first. You just know it. You that, know that's going to happen. I know. I feel it. No. No. What <laughs> it do you, it almost happened last week. Oh, jeez. Our Twitter question today. What do you want to see out of BYU football in the final two games? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At T.T. Schrode, big push on the O-line and get 150-plus yards on the ground per game. Open up the pass game for T. Hashtag need to be healthy up front. That would be, that's a long line. That's of what a you long, said. And, and honestly, what I do mean, you want specifically? You said open it up more. What do you want to see? Um, Yards. I would say 150 is about right. I mean, if you, if you can get 150 plus, you're doing a really good job. You're keeping the defense honest. Fresno State's in the hundreds nationally. Yeah, so I mean, there, there's, in all honesty, there's really no reason that you wouldn't be able to against mm-hmm. a team like Fresno State. That's, that's not their, their, their forte is not stopping the run. The forte is not stopping the pass either. But. And not stopping a lot of things. Three and seven this year. BYU, hey, be careful. San Jose State was, what, four and four when they played them? Coming up. I'm just kidding. It's Fresno State. Ha! Michelle Murphy, Vasconcellos, and Alexa Gray will join us. But first, John Beck tells us what he wants from BYU in the final two regular season games. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. We'll simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The conversation's happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation and use the hashtag BYUSN. Before the Cougars kick off against Fresno State on Saturday, by the way, at 3 Eastern on BYU TV, don't miss Countdown to kick off at 2 p.m. Eastern time with Spencer Linton, David Nixon, and Brian Logan. As soon as Countdown to Kickoff is done, game action on BYU TV with Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, the guys calling the game for you. And Lauren Frankham. And Lauren Frankham, absolutely, on the sidelines. Now, in the pregame, this is the only place that you can watch the seniors be recognized one by one and given their, their blankets. That will happen at the end of that pregame show. So tune in to Eastern Time. We'll get you ready for that one and show you pictures that no one else can. Our Twitter question, what do you want to see out of BYU football in the final two games? At Shamo says, selfishly, I want warm weather. I believe it's going to be in the 40s and sunny. Double wins and Peck and Blackman wrestling for the same TD catch. Oh, my goodness. Oh, they both go up for the catch? Who's going to win that one? I mean, I'm going with Remington. Remington's the with bigger the, guy. The D lineman with hands in that one. That's that would be weird. I don't want that. How about they just both get one? Remington Peck's a senior, by the way. There should be enough touchdowns to go around on Saturday. True. Let's mix it up and give True. one to Devon, one to Remington. True. Here we sit on Thursday, two days away, wanting a bunch of touchdowns Saturday. <laughs> now joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, John Beck. John, how are we doing today? I'm doing good, guys. Awesome. Uh, someone sent me in the mail randomly your rookie card. So we have that on set now. Uh, it's a view in a BYU jersey, not the Dolphins, uh, but it was going into that rookie year. So you have a presence on our set now, John. Nice, nice. I actually was thinking about that the other day. I saw your guys' set, and I thought, we need to do some things. That's former players. We need to somehow come up with a way to get some 
some stuff, some gear that we've all worn throughout our careers on your guys' set to kind of you know, make it a little bit better. What would you be willing to donate? What What's something that you think would add to what we already have on set? You know, I'm sure I got something. I actually, all of my stuff just sits in boxes in a closet. I don't have anything out. So I don't, I'm sure I could dig through. My wife made me go through all my cards the other day because she's like, you have like all these shoe boxes full of your trading cards, but yet we don't do anything with them. We've been dragging them around for years. So I actually <laughs> just dumped them all out. So I'm sure I can find... Something. I'll make. I'll, you know what? I'll be the first. I'll. I'll be the first to send something in, and then I'll make sure Dennis Pitt is the second. Yeah. And we'll see if I can follow. You know, take it. The rest of the guys doing something. Future BYU Sports Nation co host possibly. If I have a sick day, Dennis Pitt. If yeah, if you have something game worn, that would be awesome because we do have a card now. And and my wife's the same. Why do you have these cards? Like because they smell the same. I'm six years old when I smell them. I don't know. I don't know. I just have all these cards. It's what you have, you know? So we, we're excited to have that in the future. Uh, our Twitter question today, John, is this. What do you want to see out of BYU football in the final two games? What do you think? I just say finish strong. I, uh, you know, these last couple games haven't gone the way that the team would like. You know, I, I, I know they, they snuck away with a win against San Jose State, but I can guarantee you they were not happy with that performance. They were happy with how they finished. They were happy with the way that they came through at the end. But as an overall performance, I know they walked into that game expecting to do better. And I would say the same about this last game against Missouri. So uh, I just want to see a finish. I know that as, as a team, that's what, what they want to do. They know that to get the double-digit wins, they need to win out. And they have an opponent coming in that they should handle for the final home game. And they want to finish strong and handle the teams the way they should. How big of a motivator is that opportunity to get to 10 wins? Bronco talks about it all the time. Hit that 10-win mark, and, and that's a good season. How much of a motivator is that? I mean, I think it's a, a huge motivation because with you know, playing 12 regular season games and, and, and a, a bowl game, you're essentially saying we're going out there and winning the majority of our games, and the, like, the losses are going to be few and far between. You know, we're not... Usually you don't have back-to-back losses when you put together 10-win seasons, 10-plus win seasons. You know, if a loss does happen, you bounce right back. And I think it's really a benchmark for a very successful program. I bet if you go over the, you know, the last probably 15 to 20 years, how many teams have had a handful of 10-season wins? You know, there's probably not a whole lot of them, and those that do, we consider top-notch programs. And you know, BYU had a string of it for years, and then it's kind of been in the, you know, I think like eight and seven wins, or eight wins for the last three years. So to get back to a 10-win season, I think, puts BYU right back where Bronco wants him to be. He wants to be a 10-win program year in and year out. And BYU with that chance with Fresno State Saturday, Utah State after that, and then we'll see if it's the Las Vegas Bowl or the Hawaii Bowl for potentially the 10th win. Uh, senior day Saturday, Fresno State in town. You can watch that live on BYU TV. What's it like to play that last game at Lavelle Edwards Stadium? You know, it's surreal. Um, there's, there's a lot of things that I still remember about my last game. Um, as a player, it doesn't really hit you until you're in pregame warm-ups. You know, because during the week, you're going through the exact same routine you go through for every single game. Nothing changes. Practices are the same. Meetings are the same. But when you come out of the tunnel for pregame warm-ups, at least for me, that's when it hit me. And it kind of was like, wow, this is the last time that I'm going to come out of the tunnel for pregame warm-ups. And then when you come out and you come out running out of the tunnel and they're playing the fight song and you come through the band and all that, and um, 
that's the last time. And it kind of hits you, and then you bump into game mode. And all of a sudden you're playing and you're not thinking about it during the game. But when the game's over and your family's on the field with you, then it then it's just, wow, this really is happening. And I can remember watching the seniors that went before me. They have their, their families, their wives, their girlfriend, whatever it may be, and their whole family's down on the field. And that was really the only experience you ever have like that because all through the seasons that you play there, you're not having your family on the field and you're not getting a blanket and you're not kind of doing the final send-off. And so to have that experience happen is something that really is surreal. And, um, you know, you've seen other guys go through it, and then all of a sudden it's your turn. And it's the last time that you are going to play a game unless they invite you back for some, like, alumni game. That's it. It's the last time. Talking with John Beck on BYU Sports Nation. And looking at Tanner Mangum, he's – if everything goes right, he's going to throw for 3,000 yards this season. Is it unfair – to expect Mangum to throw for 3,000 yards every season he's at BYU? Because he has that type of talent. Yeah, I mean, you know, expectations, uh, you know, sometimes they can be good and sometimes they can be bad. You know, if, if if Tanner remains the starting quarterback, we hope he does, right? We hope there's no injuries that happen. I mean, if he's able to play every single game that he plays in, I think that's what a BYU quarterback does. Uh, that's the way that Bronco wants it to be. Bronco and Coach and I, they want the quarterback to throw in that manner and lead the team, uh, and that's a result of what they want the quarterback to do. You know, um, there's times because of the way that Taysom played the game, it was a little bit different. You know, Taysom was such a dominant runner, maybe the passing wasn't always going to be the yardage that it would be like now that Tanner's the guy for the remainder of the time. So uh, I don't think it's wrong to expect it. I think that's what is the standard of the offense that they're trying to run. I think the fact that he's been able to do this and do it as a freshman and stay healthy and have so many good plays happen, I think it's a, you know, it's a tip of the hat to him for what he's been able to accomplish, and it gives all the fans a feeling of excitement for what the future holds. But if all's done right, BYU quarterbacks do throw for that type of yardage. Uh, do you remember what you did on senior day at all? I've got my your stats in front of me. You played New Mexico, two thousand six, I believe. You okay. won. You won the mountain. Did you? You won the conference title after that game, I believe, right? Or you accepted yeah. the bowl invite or both? Okay, let's see. All right, hold on. Let me think. I act. I I know I threw two touchdowns, two interceptions. I bet we threw the ball. You had four 40. touchdowns. Oh, you had four. Well, crap. And two I picks. Remember that four touchdowns. Um. How about I yours? bet we threw the ball 40 times, maybe. 42. Some, 42 times. I bet we threw it. Let me guess. It was probably like four-something, 450. 464. Pretty good. Four, wow. There we go. <laughs> You're not looking at the box score. Uh, no. I should remember the four touchdowns better, though. Because I, I want to say, I'm pretty sure we finished up four touchdowns there and then four touchdowns at Utah, I think. Yeah, and that For Utah sure. game, of course, was memorable as well. John Beck? Joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline on BYU Sports Nation. BYU's accumulated uh, 82 rushing yards the last two games combined. Uh, what does BYU need to change or do with the rush offense to get that going? Well, that's one of the best things to help a young quarterback. Um, when you put a young quarterback in a situation where they do not have a run game to help them out, now it's asking the quarterback to, to do more. You're requiring him to be able to make up the difference. And, you know, a veteran quarterback, that's okay, especially at the collegiate level. You know, there's going to be games where when Tanner's a junior or senior and those things aren't happening like they should, the run games aren't happening, he will be able to make it up in the pass game. But to ask a young quarterback to do that, and I made this comment, I think it was last show, 
about when you cannot run the ball well, what they can do defensively and the way that the defensive front and linemen can pin their ears back and come on a pass rush can make it difficult on a young quarterback. So, I, obviously, I'm not in the meetings. I don't know the, all the blocking schemes or what they're trying to accomplish. But for the most case, a run game, if it's struggling, it's usually just because the, the people are not getting a hat on a hat and they're not able to get to the second level. Um, or if there's inside penetration from your interior lineman, if, if you can't control the line of scrimmage, that's going to be a knock. Then if you control the line of scrimmage but you can't get up to the second level, that also makes a difference. So, you know, i got to admit, I don't always watch and see, okay, what are we trying to implement here in the run game? What's the scheme that we're really trying to do? Um, but those are things that make it difficult for the run game to get going. And if you don't have a run game, your play-action pass game is really difficult to set up because the whole idea of the play-action pass game, let's get the, the backers and the secondary to step up. Let's get the strong safety who's got to play D-gap in the box. Let's get him to come down a little harder in the box. And if, if the run game's not going too well, well, now they can play a shell coverage, still stop the run game with only a seven-man box, and yet now they're playing more into pass coverage. And that, and that can happen. I remember my sophomore year at time. We really struggled to run the ball. I think we were one of the worst teams in all college football. And that made it difficult because sometimes you're out there relying only on the pass to win games. Well, how efficient is your pass game? How good are you on third downs? If, if, if that's also something that's a hard thing for you, it's just really hard to move the field. BYU has finished the season with eight wins the past three years. What do you believe this team can do to separate itself from from those teams, other than obviously winning at least one more game? Well, well, you know, the manner in which these guys have won some of these games this year has been really fun to watch. And it's been a testament to see the mindset that they have, you know, of just believing. So, you know, I think they have three games left. I want to see them win out. You know, we, we say they, they should be Fresno. We say they should be Utah State. We don't know who their opponent's going to be in the bowl game. But, you know, Chances are they're probably not just going to go out there and blow away all their next three opponents. So it's going to come down to somewhere in those next three games, there's going to be a tight where the game is tight. Okay, so what does this team do, right? We want to see this team play the way that they've been playing late in the majority of games. And I know some some people can say, well, hey, this Missouri game and this San Jose State game, it wasn't the same team because, you know, we didn't finish how we needed to finish. No, there's some truth to that. The team is not a different team, right? They just have to maintain the mindset that they had when those other games, when they came from behind and they won, and they can do that again. So I would say of these next three games, there's going to be somewhere in, those, in that stretch where we're going to need to see the team that makes the play happen when it needs to be done. That's smart on both sides of the football. Let's not see dumb penalties. Let's not see missed opportunities. Let's see a smart football team that believes they can make the plays when they need to make them. And I believe that's that's really what this program's about. That's what Bronco tries to build each and every year, and I believe this team has it. And now it's just going to be when the moment's there, go do it. Can BYU finish like they started? We'll find out. John Beck, keen observations as always. We appreciate the time. Yep, you guys are welcome. John Beck on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline. Yep, you're welcome. We'll your see financial future. Some more, John Beck. Uh, keen observations from him in regards to, one, his stats in his senior uh, final game at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. How about that? Isn't it crazy how they how athletes can remember those kinds of things? Four fifty, two interceptions. He was off on the TD passes, which is he interesting. was just being modest. <laughs> yeah, probably. He's like, I knew I threw four, yeah. but I just said two. But can be, yeah, can BYU start like they finish?
They've got the That's opportunity. The goal. Yeah. They have the opportunity. Can they seize that moment? Because they started fast, of course. What do you want to see out of BYU football in the final two games? Keep the tweets coming. Coming up, Alexa Gray joins us in studio. But first, Michelle Murphy, Vasconcelos, live from Palo Alto. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by the Cougar Club, supporting BYU 623 student-athletes. Welcome to the club. Men's basketball returns to the hardwood on Fridays. They host Adams State at the Marriott Center. The game will be broadcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Sequester Grundlepliff, MD. That's the name of the Adams State guy in the Key and Peel East West All Stars. I hope he's there. I hope he's there. That would be awesome. Sequester Grundlepliff, MD. What? Does everyone remember BYU's guy? Of course you do. I'm not going to spoil it. Watch that on YouTube if you haven't already. East West All Stars, Key and Peel. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Women's soccer game day, 13th ranked BYU plays at third ranked Stanford tonight. 10 Eastern time on GoStanford.com and BYU Radio. We will talk with Michelle Murphy-Vasconcelos in just a moment. It's also game day for women's volleyball. The Cougars will be hosting Santa Clara at Smith Fieldhouse tonight at 9 Eastern live on BYU TV. Jason Shepard on the sideline tonight? I will be on the sidelines. There you go. Women's basketball plays tonight as well at 17th ranked Oklahoma. Listen to it live on BYU Radio at 7 Eastern Time. Old Bob Bolo on the call. That's right. Good old Bob. Uh, football announced its list of seniors who will be honored on Saturday against Fresno State. The list has 18 athletes, and yes, Taysom Hill is on it. And it should. Michelle Murphy-Vasconcelos now joins us live from Palo Alto on game day on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Michelle, how's it going? Good. It's going really good here in Palo Alto. Okay, it's it's game day. It's the second round of the NCAA tournament. It's a uh, rematch with Stanford. What's the vibe like right now with the team as you prepare for the biggest game of the season? Um, it's all positive and just all confidence. I think we're ready, and we're actually really happy that we were able to play them the first time at home and maybe even get beat because we got to learn from it and now come back for a rematch. Don't you find it interesting that any time one team beats another and then they play each other again, people, oh, it's the revenge game. BYU's looking for revenge. (laughs) Do you guys look at this matchup like that? Not necessarily. Um, I just, I mean, we have grown a lot as a team, so it's not even like two of the same teams playing each other because we're totally different. So it's almost like we're seeing each other for the first time again, and it's in the tournament. So I wouldn't necessarily say revenge, but it's like any time you're playing a team in the tournament, you want to just beat on them and get to the next round. Michelle, how are you different, BYU, uh, than the first game with Stanford? I was playing forward that game, and now I'm in the midfield with Busy and Elena. So I think my role more is not necessarily – I'm still – trying to be a goal scorer even though it hasn't happened as much as I would like this year but I'm more of like uh, keep the ball and find a rhythm for the team which I love that role and I felt like I've been able to step into that well emotionally where is this team at heading into this rematch I think that we are all just ready we had a great pump up talk from Jen on I think it was third no not Thursday on Monday and we were like, let's just go play them right now. Like, we're just ready, and we have confidence that we didn't have last game that we played them. I think we were really scared, and we kind of let them own, own the field and own our space, and so that definitely has changed for this game. What, what has uh, allowed you to not be scared going into uh, matchup number two? 
I think the prep that we've done all season long, and we just we know we're a different team, and we've been meeting with Craig Manning too, the sports psychologist, and that has really helped us. I think just to realize like how much of a mental game soccer is, and how how good we are, and how confident we should be. Give us an idea of that pump up from uh, Coach Rockwood that you mentioned on Thursday. What what are some of the things that she said to motivate you guys? Um, she just talked about being all in as a team and how we need to support each other through this because everyone has a role. And just talked about how um, Stanford, like they they play a certain style and. If we come out, though, and we play our style, that we'll be fine and it will be a great matchup. Just kind of like stuff like that. It was a lot more in-depth, but that's all I can remember right now. <laughs> you know, you, you reference style. and You have a style. They have a style. Where do you think that you'll be able to attack this, this Cardinal team? Um, I think we're going to be successful going down the wings, getting to the end line, and slotting it back for just those tap-in goals. I think... That's a hard, I mean, that's like a hard thing to defend for any team, but I think especially them, that's where we can be successful tonight. Michelle Murphy Vasconcelos is on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, Jason wants to start calling you MMV. I'm hoping that that is something that we can get started. Yeah, what do you think of that? I think it's great. I think it definitely could catch on. Uh, Easier to say than Vasconcelos, uh, the Brazilian last name, or MMV? I think MMV would be easier because it's only three syllables, whereas Salos <laughs> is four. So it's, you join the elite company of uh, Jeremiah Leuta Duyer and Moroni Laulu Pututau, all of which go by JLD. Let's see what's Moroni MLP and now MMV on BYU Sports Nation. What does BYU do better than Stanford? Um, I think our physical presence. Um, I know that Stanford is a finesse team, and we like to be that, but I think that we've gotten better at just, like, being strong on the ball and being more aggressive than the other team. Now, you know, Michelle, that BYU Sports Nation has the BYU Sports Nation karma. It's something that Elena Madero, she was able to – she leveraged it last week. Now, being on the show, is this something that, that you're comfortable with? Yes. It, what's the karma? That you come on the show and you get good luck. Elena oh, Madero came on the show Friday. She scored the goal Saturday. All right. Uh, that's yeah. how it works. So we now give you the karma, and you're going to play a fantastic <laughs> game. I see at least one assist. At least. Awesome. I would love that. Okay. Well, good luck tonight. You can listen and watch uh, to the, the game against Stanford at 10 Eastern time. Michelle, good luck against the Cardinal, and thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. MMV, MMV in the house, and she has the karma. BYU lost that first matchup one to nothing. Uh, they expected to play Stanford in Hawaii. That was canceled. Then later rescheduled in Palo Alto, one nothing loss. Stanford dominated shots and possession, that kind of thing. I feel like BYU, like she said, I feel like BYU is more prepared because they've already played that game in that yeah. place this year. Well, and, and and she mentioned that both teams are in a different place now, and I, I just I, I look at BYU now. And they just seem to be a much more confident team. Uh, I think, you know, th- this is this is a it's, – it's, I know you talked about it. It's, it's an early matchup. This is a matchup that you'd love to see later down the line. This, was, this is, should be an elite yeah, matchup. But, but you've got to play this game. And, and I think BYU is going in with the right mindset. 
And, and let's be honest, this is a very good team, and they will have every chance to win this. What do they have to lose, too? They're not supposed to win this game. Number three, Stanford at home. Yeah. BYU's not supposed to win this game. But if they go in there and they play with loose and confident, and which I think they will, they got a shot in this one, and that's what's exciting. You can listen to that 10 Eastern time tonight on BYU Radio or watch it on GoStanford.com. The winner of this one tonight plays the winner of Santa Clara in Arizona. BYU tied Santa Clara and beat Arizona in the exhibition season. So if BYU can get through this, they're knocking on the door of the Final Four. They really would be. With the generous support of the Cougar Club, BYU's 623 athletes are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions. Be willing to help them succeed with your donation. And welcome to the club. Coming up, she had a 30-30 last week in Kills and Dicks. I've never heard of that. It happened last Thursday. Alexa Gray enters Studio B. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard live from Studio B. Remember, if you ever miss an episode live at noon Eastern, you can watch the rebroadcast at 6 Eastern on BYU TV. 12th-ranked women's volleyball back in action tonight, hosting Santa Clara at Smith Fieldhouse. BYU TV has the coverage at 9 p.m. Eastern time. We will be talking with Alexa Gray in Studio B momentarily. Our Twitter question, what do you want to see out of BYU football in the final two games at SA underscore BYU fan? A Devon Blackman touchdown in the bowl game. And in the bowl game, I want to see Taysom Hill take the last snap in victory formation. What? Wow. That, that, that might impair any kind of uh, medical redshirt possibility so let's not go with that one okay i don't think that Taysom Hill could come back if he took the victory for let's just snap. not even talk about that <laughs> let's just avoid <laughs> that, is, that, that topic is an at interesting idea but let's not do it uh now joining us in studio alexa gray the conference and national player of the week alexa gray congratulations on that Thank that was you. awesome okay i've been doing volleyball for eight years on BYU TV. i had never even heard of or thought of a 30 30 that is Probably 30 kills and then 30 of something else. You did that on Thursday. What in the world happened in Portland? I don't even know. It was just <laughs> like a, they played really well, and we played well too, and I don't know. I didn't even notice. You didn't notice that you were having a 30-30? You weren't Honestly, like, I'm in the zone right now. Yeah, I didn't even think about it. Wow. Do you, are you aware of those things as they happen just in general? Are you aware of your stats throughout the match? Um. In our gym, it's kind of hard not to be because the stats are, like, right behind the serving line. But there, they didn't have any – like, the scoreboard is right above you, so you didn't mm-hmm. really see it. Child but, center, I think, right? Yeah. Where they play basketball. Yeah. So I didn't even look the whole game. So At home, do you ever sneak a peek of a replay? At to, a replay? To the, to the right or left, you're just like, oh, yeah, no. That, that was good. Maybe I did it once, but I don't usually do it. <laughs> when you look at, uh, you know, that – and. and your encore performance at Gonzaga in a five-set win, and you needed it, was, I believe, what, 29 kills and 13 digs or something crazy? Just those two matches, what, what brought out maybe an uh, increased level of play in those two games for you? Um, I think mostly it was just confidence and just, like, knowing I can hit different shots and just seeing the court better. I thought I had more self-awareness of where they're playing in, like, my arm, so it was good. Are you are you saying uh, are you talking to to Camry the setter when in those moments where you're feeling it and you're having more self awareness of hey hey feed me I'm feeling it do you ever have those conversations I think she kind of knows but like sometimes I'll be like if it's the end of the set and it's tight I'm like set me I'm gonna put this ball away or yeah but she does a really good job at like spreading the offense out so that we have more one on one blocks 
everybody knows and is aware of the great career that you had coming into this season. And when you look at some of the statistics that you're putting up now versus even last year, you're shattering some of that stuff. What has allowed you to even take that next level, that next step? Yeah, I think, uh, well, we've been working with Craig a lot. So I think just that mental part of the game I've gotten better at. So it's it's nice to have that mental part of the game. And um, that's a leg up on other schools that may, maybe don't have that. So I think that's a huge part of the increase in numbers. <laughs> yeah, give us an idea of how that's affected you. What kinds of things uh, does Craig work with you on that in a match help you? Just like um, controlling what we can control and not worrying about what the other team is doing or the refs. You can't really control what their calls are. So Maybe just Dave Rose needs to talk to Craig <laughs> Manning about know. the WCC. <laughs> I'll stay out of that one. But <laughs> yeah, just controlling our what we can control and even working in practice, being more deliberate and getting better faster. You're 13 kills away from being the all-time uh, or having the all-time BYU record in the rally era and top five all-time. Does that stuff mean anything to you? I didn't know that. So, yeah. <laughs> so the answer nothing, is no, yeah, no. So, I mean, you don't strike me as a type of person that kind of gets caught up in, in, in those accolades, right? I mean, your mm-hmm. personality just doesn't seem like it lends itself to that. Yeah, for the most part, I don't really know what's going on. Like, I just, like, people will tell me. Statistically, but yeah. with the game, you're yes. plugged in. Oh, yes, okay. I'm focused on the game. But, yeah, with the numbers, I don't really know. I don't pay attention to that stuff. How have you grown as a leader um, this year with a, a similar roster to the one that made that incredible run last year? Yeah, um, not having the seniors from last year, you kind of have to step into that, like, senior leadership role. But I think just being consistent, I think consistency is really key in um, – older players and upperclassmen. So I think just being consistent and encouraging the younger players to try to get better faster. Based off of the season you've had, there, there's not many teams that have beaten you, but Santa Clara, the team you face tonight, is one of those teams. How, how do you look at this matchup knowing that they beat you on their court? Yeah, I think um, we're just trying to get better. We're not too focused on what they're they're doing. And I think We've both gotten better in our seasons, and I think it'll be a completely different game from the like first weekend, I think it was. So I think it'll, it'll be good for us. Second team All-American Alexa Gray is on BYU Sports Nation, won the Mount, uh, uh, let's see, what conference are you in? It's not Mountain Pacific Sports, West Coast Conference. Uh, player of the year last year. Uh, w- when you look at, you have Santa Clara, and then you have two other matches at, uh, at the end of the season. One game up right now in the standings. What's the conversation like as a team as you try and win another conference championship? Yeah, I think, again, with the mental part of the game, just controlling what we can control. So I think if we take care of our business here, then it'll be good because we have that one game up on them on San Diego. Not just statistically and where you guys are in the standings, but with three games, three matches left before postseason, do you, do you like where this team is at and the way this team is trending? Yeah, I think we're peaking at a good time in the year, and I think we're really focused on ourselves and getting better, and that's encouraging to see because this is when you want to start being better is the end of the season. There's no uh, you know, conference tournament uh, for women's volleyball in the West Coast Conference. How does that maybe affect the end of the season and maybe the importance of these last three matches since, hey, that fourth match from now is going to be in the NCAA tournament? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely important to um, – 
again, keep uh, getting better for the tournament because every team in the tournament is going to be really tough. But we're just focusing on each game and trying to improve on what we need to improve on to go deep in the tournament. What type of personality do you think this team has? Um, we're really competitive, but also we love to have fun. Like, I feel like when we're laughing and having a good time, we play better. We're playing looser, not so uptight. So I think that's one of the main things. Who's the most competitive player on the team? I don't know. We're all pretty competitive, but um, Cozy's pretty competitive. She'll Cozy get in your, is? Yeah, she'll get in your face. Interesting, because mm -hmm. she seems like uh, extremely relaxed off. Oh. So a switch turns on with Cozy? Yeah. Yeah, last year we'd have like heated arguments in the middle of practice and then just be fine after. But yeah, she's pretty fiery. <laughs> she doesn't she doesn't come off as the fiery type when she's hanging out with us here, but yeah, yeah you can kind of see it on the court. Yes. And tonight you can watch that at 9 Eastern time against uh Santa Clara. Uh you you're the you're the rare instance an athlete that I the first one I can remember um where normally we go, "Okay, you can have the karma." And obviously we invite, you know, good athletes in here. Um, but can we have some of your karma from the 3030? <laughs> Doesn't happen very often. Yeah, we've never asked this before. Can we have some of your karma or something? You could have reverse? a little bit, but I'd like to keep some of it. Okay, that's true. In fact, don't that give us smart. any. That don't is give us so any. smart. I've, I've reverse field. Do not give us any. <laughs> okay. Because you need it. Uh, the last couple of seasons, it's been just wins in the NCAA tournament. We want to see that again. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Alexa, good luck tonight. Santa Thank Clara, uh, big match. Uh, you've signed the flag already, I think, right? Yep. The new one? Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, wait, no. Not this one? Oh, no, we'll get, you, we'll get okay. you to sign the new one then. Here's how, here's how you know the difference. That one's not ironed. Yeah. It's bugging some people <laughs> on Twitter. We're going to get that taken care of. <laughs> Alexa, great. We appreciate the time. Good luck tonight. Thank you. Okay, you can watch Alexa and the Cougars tonight, 9 Eastern time against Santa Clara. 13 kills away. From the rally record and fifth all-time in BYU history, so check that out tonight. Coming up, game day for three women's sports. Jimmer did not not play, and the senior <laughs> list for Saturday's game is Taysom Hill on it. We'll tell you next in the Cougar Quip Around. Quip. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's quip it! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Soccer. Women's soccer game day. The 13th-ranked BYU Cougars play at third-ranked Stanford tonight at 10 Eastern. You can check it out at GoStanford.com, also on BYU Radio. Volleyball. It's game day for women's volleyball. The Cougars host Santa Clara tonight, 9 Eastern, live on BYU TV at 9, at 9 o'clock. As mentioned, Alexa Gray going for the rally kill record. Women's basketball. Be honest, that hurt, didn't it? Nope. Women's basketball plays tonight Concussion. at 17th-ranked Oklahoma. Listen to it on BYU Radio at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Football. Cougars announced the list of seniors who will be honored Saturday against Fresno State. The list includes 18 people and Taysom Hill. Jimmer. Jimmer Fredette played four minutes for the Pels last night in a one-ten. I'm just keeping I'm keeping up with that one. The Pelicans last night they lost to Oklahoma City one ten to one oh three. Cougars in the PGA. You gonna clap with them? At the RSM Classic, Zach Blair's tied for fifth at four under par through 15 holes in the opening round of play. Jason, back to you. Swimming and diving. Zerlin Tiang is the MPSF Turbo Athlete of the Week this week, coming off a lifetime best in the 1,000 freestyle at Oregon State. Tomorrow on the program, Bronco Mendenhall, head coach of the BYU Fighting Football Cougars, will join us. Check that out tomorrow. 
Bronco Mendenhall. Today's Rising Shouts brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Who gets the Rising Shout? The Rise and Shout is from... Uh, no, who, who deserves it? Oh, who deserves it? Bo Hodge. <laughs> Besides Bo Hodge, okay. Brady Papinga. How about Alexa Gray? She was willing to offer her karma. We then said, wait a minute. We don't need it. We want to see another great run. See, when we were discussing Alexa maybe Gray. getting some of the, the karma from her, at no point did you and I... Think, Even no, think about that we would be this. taking some of that away from yeah. her. So we so, don't want to penalize her. Yeah, the, we immediately backtracked on that, which is fine. You make a mistake, you backtrack right in the moment. It's over. You know, Andy Pettit, uh, A Rod, <laughs> did not do that. You know, the, you make mistakes. You know, it happens. Uh, let's get to the elite tweet of the day. What do you want to see out of UA football in the final two games? This is this is really good. This is great. This is okay, clear the elite tweet should be clearly the best tweet, and this one is it. At Justin D. Sweeney. Selfishly, I want to see Taysom Hill give back his senior blanket and announce to the LES crowd he's coming back for twenty sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Justin D. Sweeney, you uh, outdid yourself from previous. Can times. you imagine like he walks up, gets the, the blanket, starts to walk away and then stops. Looks around at the crowd. Reverses field. His puts his knee brace on. Walks, gets off the scooter. The he gets off the scooter. <laughs> walks for the first time. Paul pierces his way to midfield and announces he's coming back. And then Tanner Mangum then, looks at him like, "What are we going to do about that? We'll figure out." He later. drops the mic. Walks yeah, I away. don't feel intimidated. He doesn't. <laughs> and, that, and that was Taysom Hill. That would be an amazing, an amazing walk off. Uh, at Brett underscore Meacham weighs in on the Twitter question. Or Meekum. The biggest reason I'm going to the Fresno State game is to hopefully see a Devon Blackman touchdown. That's all I want. The it's going to happen. The people want it. I feel it. It is going to happen. Special thanks to our guests today, John Beck, Michelle Murphy, Vasconcelos, Alexa Gray, and everybody on the crew. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Don't forget to use the hashtag BYUSN. Show's on demand on BYUSN.com, the audio podcast on iTunes and the TuneIn app. For Jason, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Jeff Campbell, everyone's favorite ball basketball player. BYU Sports Nation, back at it tomorrow.